Welcome to the Digital Transformation of Business podcast, brought to you by Hughes On. Well, hey, we are back for yet another episode of the Digital Transformation podcast. My name is Curtis Campbell. I'm one of the usual suspects here, and I'm joined by my friend Mike Tippett as well. But we're also very privileged to have Tim Tang, who is a subject matter expert as part of the Hughes on Marketing team. We love his perspective. He's got a wealth of experience. He's spent better a part of 20 years in the retail technology space. And so we want to talk about an article that he recently penned talking about the weakest link in retail digital transformation. So, Tim, I really love how you actually started this article talking about when it comes to digital transformation, the same customer experience and employee engagement problems keep reoccurring across so many retail and restaurant brands. Why don't you take it from there and see what are some of those problems that those brands are seeing and how are they working around them? Thanks, Curtis. When it comes to digital transformation in retail, I think we spend so much time thinking about the customer experience, the employee experience. We think about with an immense investment of creativity in terms of resources, in terms of how do we create an outstanding new experience, uh, whether it be a buying experience for the customer or a, a work experience for the employee. And unfortunately, not enough attention is being given to the, the whole complete solutions. And so what we see time and time again in retail is wonderful elegant mobile apps essentially fall flat because not enough attention has been given to the whole solution. So whether it be a, a mobile app experience, a digital signage experience, a, a voice over IP, you know, Wi-Fi, any kind of digital offering is at the very end of the day completely, in many cases, dependent on that underlying network infrastructure. And so big investments into the customer experience without a sufficient attention to, to that underlying infrastructure, in the end leads to a poor quality user experience, a voice experience, a video experience. A, and at the end of the day, it leaves the customer unsatisfied. It leaves the employee very frustrated with applications that work too slow. So when we're talking about this missing link in digital transformation, really what we're trying to speak to and really what we're trying to encourage is a total end-to-end -end offering. It's not enough to look at the customer and the employee experience, but all the supporting infrastructure to enable that experience. Okay. So for those who are relatively new to this podcast, I know we've tended in the past to talk a lot more about the digital infrastructure of a store or of a retailer, but you do reference in this article many, many times SD-WAN, right? And how SD-WAN can kind of change the network infrastructure. Just for the benefit of the listeners to this, walk us through SD-WAN and how that kind of sets the stage for the rest of the digital transformation. Maybe the easiest way to talk about SD-WAN is to talk about what we had before SD-WAN. You know, traditional IT would take a look at saying, I have a network connection that I need to support all of my business applications in the store, whether it be a credit card transaction, a back office application, an employee a scheduling application, or any kind of new, one of many numerous kind of cloud applications that might be part of the business of the store. And in a traditional kind of network environment, I have a single connection that when it's up and operational, it's basically supporting all the traffic. If it has any kind of outage issues, then I would potentially have an interruption in my ability to support all of my business applications. In traditional networks, I may have a backup where if the primary network fails, I will switch to a, a secondary connection and in order to try to continue maintain some smaller portion of my uh, business application portfolio. The beauty of SD-WAN is that we have the ability now to have multiple connections being orchestrated in terms of how they we're managing traffic in support of the business application. It's not just looking at outage issues, but even looking at brownout conditions. 
A congested network connection is just as devastating if applications are performing very, very slow as a connection that's been cut and has actually been disconnected. And so with the SD-WAN offering, we have the ability now to leverage multiple connections to proactively monitor the traffic flow for jitter, for latency, for congestion issues, and then be able to intelligently manage our traffic over both connections for that optimal end-user experience, whether it be for the customer or the employee. So in your article, you actually talk about some strategic recommendations for a retailer to consider in alleviating network congestion. You kind of just touched on one a minute ago, which is number one, actively monitor the congestion levels. So walk us through what that means and how a retailer, especially one that is looking for the next phase of digital transformation, walk us through how they can kind of tackle that beast. So when you think about the network infrastructure to support retail today, over the past call it five years, the industry has made this transition from the point-to-point connectivities of like a T1 MPLS type networks to broadband. This was basically in response to the enormous number of digital applications, the digital dependency of retail, if you will. So if we go back to just a, a little bit of history here, when Amazon came onto the scenes, retailers in the brick and mortar stores were largely caught unprepared. And so they almost had to race and run to digital to try to recreate a digital experience in the brick and mortar store that could be as compelling and as competitive with the convenience of the Amazon experience that you get at home. Well, running to digital requires an order of magnitude, more capacity and infrastructure in order to support all those digital, you know, think about your internet connection at home and when all your kids are downloading videos, it can get very congested and very uh, full very quickly. And the same kind of phenomenon happens in, in retail too as well. So what we saw with retail is we moved away from these private dedicated T1 lines, one and a half megabits that were clean and perfect, to more of a broadband world, 10 megabits, 20 megabits, 1,500 megabits, even more. And the beauty of broadband, it's an order of magnitude more capacity at a fraction of the price. But the challenge with broadband is it's a dynamic amount. In the T1, the T1 would give you one and a half megabits, 24 by 7, all the way. With broadband, sometimes you get 50 megabits, sometimes you get 20 megabits, and sometimes it just continues to fluctuate. And the challenge with broadband is dealing with that fluctuating capacity, that dynamic capacity. If you put too much capacity into a pipe that doesn't fit in a broadband world, it'll simply throw away your data packets. And that's when you get customers who are trying to use apps and doing transactions that take 5 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Because trying to complete a credit card transaction or trying to fill out your timesheet or you know clock in even over a congested network can just be very consuming if the network keeps dropping your packets. And for the business leaders in our listener base, just for clarity's sake, broadband refers to DSL, cable, fiber, and when we say MPLS or T1, we're talking about those dedicated circuits, and that's why for a lower speed, they're a dedicated circuit, but it's a lower speed and a higher price. When we get into what we've been referring to as broadband, we're talking about more of a shared medium it's not quite the level of guarantee and so forth. That's correct. And so the idea is that you have orders of magnitude more capacity, but then you have other congestion points that you need to think through. And so sometimes it's great. Sometimes you order a, a 20 by 20 circuit and you're getting like 50 by 50 service. But sometimes you order a 20 by 20 circuit and you're only getting less than 5 by 5. And so the idea is when you look at the service levels for broadband, it's always an up to. And the higher you're up to is, if you will, the higher your premium that you're paying for those services. 
So in the world of being a baseline consumer of, of broadband services at my home and, you know, and I consume it here at the office and when I travel, how in the world where everybody is trying to get more and more speed and more capacity out of their network, how do they handle that? How do they adapt their offerings to be able to match their ever-increasing demand? So the good news here is that the infrastructure, the commercial infrastructure for supporting the digital transformation retail continues to expand, continues to grow, right? We are continuing with newer technologies and squeezing and basically improving our infrastructure and our ability. The good news is, is that in some locations, there's ever-increasing capacity and ever-increasing improvements that are taking place to basically significantly and substantially improve our ability to support all these digital initiatives, if you will. The bigger question, though, as we think about it, though, too, as well, is particularly for the larger brand retailers, those that have several hundred locations, thousands of locations, they need to be thinking through, what do I do about the locations that don't have the access, the adequate connectivity that I need to support the business? And this is the kind of meaningful problem. A typical retailer, let's say, has a thousand locations. At 70, 60 percent of the locations, there may be no problem. There may be a substantial ability, an easy ability at a cost-effective manner to get the capacity that they need to. But there may be still, for a typical retailer or a restaurant brand, 30 percent, 40 percent of the locations where there is a real struggle to get an adequate amount of internet connectivity to support the business applications that they're looking to do. And that's really where the problem is. The number is significant. For some retailers, it's depending on their footprints, it might be 20, 30%. Others will tell me that it's 40, 50%. Half of their locations, they're having difficulty getting the kind of capacity they need to support the applications, to support the user experience for both their customers and both for their employees in order to succeed in crafting the brand experience that they're looking to do. So if I understand what you're saying here correctly, I'm a restaurant owner of Curtis's Barbecue Restaurant or whatever, right? And let's say I have 20, 25 locations. And you're telling me that if I expand to, say, 50 locations, 100 locations, a good 20 to 30% of those potentially won't have the network infrastructure necessary to support all the digital infrastructure I'm trying to use. Is that correct? That's a very typical uh, benchmark. It really depends, you know, kind of where your stores are located. I mean, talking to some restaurant brands, that's actually one of the criteria that they use for site selection. It's not only looking for the end unit so that you can support a drive-through, but it's also looking at what kind of internet connection do I have at, at the facility. And if I can't get at least a 20 by 20 cable service, I'm not interested as a business owner in building out that facility because I know that the experience for my employees, the experience for my customers is, is not going to be functional. It's like trying to open a restaurant with or a, a retail location with insufficient power and having your circuits pop because you don't have sufficient electricity power to run the store. Insufficient network access to a restaurant, to a retail is just as devastating. Speaking hypothetically here, I identify a geographic location where I have to have a restaurant, whether, albeit because of competition or because it's just a, such a great location that I cannot pass up. But the downside to it is that the network infrastructure or the ability to have good network infrastructure, it's just not going to be sufficient for what I need, right? So what do you recommend for somebody who says, I got to have this location, but I don't have the network capacity? What can they do from there? My guidance is you don't always control the amount of internet access that a site has, but you always control how you use that internet access. You know, where we've improved dramatically from the 1990s of how we understand how to maximize broadband. 
Again, the challenge with broadband is a dynamic connection. This is a well-understood problem. Sometimes you get 20 megs, sometimes you get 5 megabits, and every time it shrinks, it just randomly throws away your traffic. Well, then the answer here is to be much, much smarter in how you use that bandwidth. If the bandwidth is fluctuating and sometimes giving you 20, sometimes 5, then moderate pattern shape your traffic to fit into what the network can support if i only have 20 megabits then i put in 20 megabits of traffic if i only have five megabits i only offer five megabits of traffic and the network never throws away my transactions we've had some great success with customers who have complained about point of sale transactions that you know would go from 15 20 30 50 seconds during their peak busy hours and cause all kinds of frustration for their employees and for their customers and yet, when we apply our, our SD-WAN technologies, when we leverage even over the same circuits, as long as we're smart about how we use the bandwidth, only put in 20 when there's 20, only put in 5 when there's 5, then the network never throws away your traffic. You're getting consistent transactions the first time every time, and you're getting that commercial-grade enterprise experience that you're looking for. So you mentioned the word shaping your traffic, right? I understand what it means, but maybe some of our listeners don't. What is it, and how does somebody start to tackle that? Yeah, so there's a lot of elegance that have now come out as you look at networking technologies today. The idea of shaping traffic is really a two-part process. The first part is you've got to understand, how much bandwidth do I have? So lots of uh, the, the tools that are out there today will tell you how much bandwidth is actually flowing through your network. MRTG graphs will you know, give you all kinds of pretty little charts showing you, hey, 20 megabits going through, uh, 5 megabits are going through you know, this time of day and the like. But what we're talking about is not how much traffic is flowing. That's after the fact. What we're talking about is anticipating what is the capacity that's available. Because we want to understand not how much traffic is already flowing. That doesn't help us. We need to know, is the network capable? And we do this by probing the network. By feeding probe packets through the network, we can understand when can the network support 20 megabits? When can the network only support 5 megabits? So part one is, and this is where SD-WAN solutions distinguish themselves. Some solutions are doing it on a, a microsecond type basis. Others are doing it on a 30 second, one minute type basis. The more your ability to probe the network and understand how much traffic it has to offer and the more accurate you are in that assessment. Part one is understanding how much you have. Then you shape your traffic. You adjust your flows to fit so that your traffic flows fit into what the network. Again, if you have 20 to work with, you put in all 20. If you only have five, you put in five. But by shaping your network to what fits in real time, you never drop packets. You never have that extended point of sale transaction that takes forever or that extended cloud application that the back office store manager is trying to run that's just taking them and frustrating them because it's taking too long to order inventory for the next day. So the whole idea here is by understanding exactly what my network is capable of doing and then shaping my traffic to fit into what it's doing, then I can have that optimal experience. And that's where SD-WAN solutions vary dramatically in their ability to do this. It's a two-part problem understanding how much you have to work with and then shaping your traffic to fit in what you have to work with. Cool. So we just talked about alleviating network congestion. What are some of the other ways that they can move forward on this as well? So we covered the importance of being intelligent about how you use the connection. The other piece of guidance we want to think about is just understanding the role of the network in terms of its support of the operational activities in the store, in the restaurant. You know, so much of the business applications have moved to the cloud that when that network goes out, the business at the store, at the restaurant is sunk. 
And so it's prudent for retailers, for restaurateurs to think about multiple connections, backup connections to support the load of business activity at the store or the restaurant so that when one connection, if it suffers an outage or even suffers congestion, there's an ability now to leverage other connections into the store to continue the business application, the support of all the operational support for the business. And so the beauty of SD-WAN solutions is this ability to kind of orchestrate all your data applications over a multitude of circuits so that you can make the most of what's available at the store and at the restaurant. All right. Well, Tim, your insight has been great. I think we're at a point where we can probably wrap this episode up, but I do want to finish this discussion with how you wrap up this article, I think is great. And it says, as retailers and restauranters pursue digital initiatives to transform the customer experience and enhance their employee engagement tools, retailers have got to pay attention given the challenge of network congestion. So when it comes to SD-WAN and other network infrastructure requirements, the right technical decision can create and make or break a business's ability to succeed. I'm correct in saying that, right? Absolutely. So, Tim, thank you very much for your time today. We certainly appreciate your insight. And, of course, feel free to follow Tim. He's all over LinkedIn. Tim offers a great wealth of knowledge. We certainly appreciate your insight and and certainly appreciate you all tuning into the Digital Transformation of Business podcast. And we look forward to having you join us on a future episode. 